Welcome to Black Oil and Bee Stings, the officially unofficial podcast for the X-Files on Fox. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we are doing a little preview action for the miniseries coming up, the six-episode event, as they're calling it. Yep. Uh, the triumphant return, yeah. hopefully. It's the old shuck and yuck to get the iTunes feed primed. And yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. You, you got to, yeah. But also, I recently went back in prep and watched some of the X-Files. We should talk about our relationship with the X-Files. Have you watched any of the X-Files before this miniseries was talked about in terms sure. of called move coverage? Yeah, I back in the day I watched a little bit of the X-Files. I was I was tangentially familiar with it. Sure. Like I I don't think I was allowed to watch it cuz it dealt with the supernatural right. and, and really weird shit. Uh but I caught an episode here and there, and a lot of the stuff I remember was from the early going sure. of the X-Files. Um, well, the so I moved out of my parents' house in 97, which was right around Oof. season four of the X-Files. Yeah. And I remember watching a few episodes and being like, I you know, I never really watched a horror film. Uh, I, I liked it because of the science fiction stuff, and I remember feeling really uncomfortable and creeped out by some of the... <laughs> Uh, occult or ghost stories or demon stories. Uh-huh. Um, but I went back and rented all of the seasons from my local library and watched them. And I became a really, nice. cause yeah, I'd be a closet fan because you know, the way we, we were both raised in the same environment and you couldn't just be advertising that you're watching this, this spooky show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 it was like my first taste of kind of internet fandom because okay. I was an early adopter of the internet, and I was on Usenet, and there's all this X Files stuff, and sh- <laughs> the, the I first expo- exposure to the term shipping, because there was wow. the the Mulder Scully shippers and the anti shippers, and um, just just people like just tear this thing apart and, and make online collections of the Myth Arc, uh, and my love for the X Files died. Like it was at a fever pitch when the movie was released. The first movie. The yeah. first movie. Fight the, the, I guess the one that's subtitled Fight the Future. In some places it is, yeah. It's kind of like a new, the Star a Wars. Is Star Wars. Unofficial subtitle. Is Star Wars Star Wars or is it A New Hope? It depends on who you ask and when you, it was released and all that. But, yeah. Um, and I remember thinking, at last, we're going to get some answers. Like, they, they just literally can't go back to the old, you know teasing and then season six was more of that and then season seven i quickly became <laughs> disillusioned and then eight and nine like i remember Come when on. we first talked about this i went on to the x-files subreddit and people were asking the question like i was an old school x-files fan i noped out around season six season seven do i need to watch eight and nine mm-hmm. and the response usually is either no or maybe watch the finale of the of, of season nine but okay like I, the finale of the series yeah the series wow. finale but mm-hmm. i'm like i've also heard that this um reboot is going to come with like a three or four minute lord of the Rings style prologue that explains everything you need to know to enjoy it so fuck all of that i'm not watching yeah, yeah. Eight or nine i watched the first minute like the the fox had a, a little clip up on their thing first yeah. minute of the new x file series yeah and i watched that and it's basically Mulder throwing pictures on a table saying right. here's the history of the x files sure Here's my history. Here's me and Dana Scully. And, and that's the thing. People ask me why. I mean, I blame X-Files for me not watching Lost because I got the season two of Lost and like, ah, uh-huh. Yeah, I see what's <laughs> happening here. And no, thank you. Because that's the thing. Like, you can't pitch me on a show that's going to eventually give me all the answers. Oh, I know. I mean, I remember like reading all these. That was back in the era of TV Guide. I'd pour through these TV Guides looking for Chris Carter 
giving clues and yeah, I've got the story in my head and oh yeah, we got it all plotted out and <laughs> bullshit, man. Because I'm pretty sure Fox Mulder was important to it and he he stopped being in the series <laughs> before Two you wrapped it up. You, so yeah. that you're a liar, Chris Carter. Yeah, it's X Files is a weird show, man. It's not like. It's not like the modern shows where you'll, where you'll have, like, a lot of continuity between episodes and, yeah. like, this very strong arc uh, through the whole series. Like, A Lost, for instance, sure. which, you know, episode to episode, they'd keep uh, perpetuating this big plot. The X-Files had a lot of Monster of the Week stuff, which yeah. were kind of the most entertaining things for me in, in the X-Files. To the ex- Like, my fond memories of the X-Files, to the extent that I have them, which is a lot... Uh, are you know I because I used to like the myth arc and I remember watching um, mm-hmm. you know that was one of the things that they did on the early days of the internet is you could come up with definitive myth arc episodes you know um, and I would watch those just to get like you know for clues but n- after I became disillusioned with the actual overarching yeah. plot what stands out to my mind are the insane monster of the week episodes and some of the it seems like every season would have a fan service episode, something to like. What do you mean? It would it'd be funny, or they would throw the shippers a bone and have Mulder and Scully making some fun, you know, some veiled fumbling attempts at each other, or mm-hmm. they would kind of sort of in, imply a relationship that might kind of be there. Essentially, the same, like um, you know, in the scene because I know you recently watched the movie. Yeah, there's a movie. There's a movie where uh, in the in the in the middle of the movie where Mulder and Scully are about to kiss in his apartment, and then Scully gets stung with a bee. Yeah, that's essentially a fan service episode in thirty seconds. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Will oh they, my god, they? they're oh. going to they're going to shit. There's some black oil everywhere. Yeah, the other strange thing about it is I felt like there was going to be this really strong mythology. Yeah. to the show like judging by like seasons one and two mm-hmm. uh th- those are the ones i went back and watched recently um and, and there's a lot of stuff there that's like sure Mulder's sister was abducted and yeah. like there's a lot and of stuff with cigarette the, the smoking, smoking man, man who well they build man- up brilliantly and well like, manicured man and this syndicate and they're just pulling and Skinner, all the strings yeah, and this x-files is going to be a problem but they yeah they deep ca- throat and like as All an X-Files shit. fan, your balls get so blue from seasons two through six because they ne- it, uh, it never progresses any uh, further than it does. It's a real shame. And it's like, that's the thing I guess I was outraged on season six is after you see the movie and like the truly momentous events that happen there. Right, an alien craft coming out of the snow. <laughs> and then they, then, then they hit the snooze button. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, I, yeah. To me, I think Chris Carter... And and I, I feel sorry for him because you're in an environment that says you have to keep people watching because that's how you you know imagine if uh, whether we got to do this podcast depended on you know how many people were listening to it from week to week mm-hmm. like what would how would that shape our coverage and if like if we ever got to a certain threshold we would be gone and whether we get the return who knows like. I, I don't blame them on the same thing with Lindelof. I don't exactly blame them for lying. I mean, it would in, in a perfect world, you would have an end game to where when Fox told you this is the last season, it's like, okay, it's time to employ the Omega season. Yeah. And you would wrap everything up and satisfy, but it seems like they just did whatever they could to keep another, get another season, get another season. And that's the thing. Like, even the final seasons of X-Files 
are pulling like Walking Dead numbers. Like it's shocking. Like 17 million people are still watching this <laughs> thing, and it's not successful enough. They pull the plug. Wow. I mean, that's that's Again, 90s that's, TV, right? That's like, network, be, yeah. kind of proto-internet before, like, you know, the basic cable boom. and Before, like, the big fragmentation happened. Sure. You, you still have a very, a very few number of channels. Sure. And, and the people watching are either watching this or they're watching, you know, one of the other big shows. But, I, but I, I think in an alternate reality where Chris Carter took season six and used it to just wrap it up. And then, or maybe uh, springboard into a series of movies that they could do every two or three years, kind of like Star or Trek. Use, or... Like, so that's the bizarre thing. Like, there's this movie, the X Files or X Files: Fight the Future, whatever, which I thought was awesome. Like, I really like that movie it's, a lot. It's, it still holds up, I think. Yeah, it's intriguing. It's got a lot of payoff. Um, both it's creepy. It's kind of scary. It's got uh-huh. good special effects. It's good. And then they, six years after the series is over, after it's turned to shit. They decided we want to make another movie called I Want to Believe. Uh-huh. That thing is a wreck. That That's a train wreck of a movie. I hmm. like It has no tie-in to the overall mythology of the X-Files. Sure. It's about dudes who are – you know the, the, the old stories of, like, dogs having their heads removed and transplanted uh-huh. onto other people's – other dogs' bodies? Sure. They do that with people. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to perpetuate this guy's life that way. And it's really weird. There's an abduction story with girls – who they're using for body parts. I mean, that seems like pretty standard X-Files monster it of the is, week stuff. It is, but but I don't want a monster of the week in a movie, right? Because I don't have next week. All I've got is this one event. I want some mythology. I want I some... think that there is a version of the X-Files that could work much like an Indiana Jones. Because Indiana Jones is a simp- essentially religious artifact of the week, right? It's it's a ser- it's that that kind of sure. Sunday matinee serial. But the fact that this is a last gasp for the X-Files... But it wasn't. But it certainly could be taken that way at the well, time. When I remember the interviews coming out, and Chris Carter was like, "If this movie is a success, then we can have more X File movies." And uh, it, I remember thinking, "Huh, no mythology, no carrying forward of the torch." This, if you really want to hit something that's going to get X Files fans excited, and make you a lot of money, and guarantee more, this is a weird it's place not the to way start. To do it. Yeah, and the only thing that it had going for it, I guess, is that it had the shipper angle, right? Like. Yeah. Oh, Dana and Fox are in a relationship, and which like, isn't the like that's the thing. Like I don't struggling. I think everybody liked the Monster of the Week stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody liked the mythology, um, the myth arc, as as it was called in the day. Um, and I don't know. Like I think some people preferred the Monster of the Week to the myth, but no one likes it. Oh, it's kind of like peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. The shipping stuff was divisive as hell. I bet. Like, as far as I could tell, it was like a 50-50. People wanted to see Mulder and Scully get together and get down and bone, and I don't know what fucking kind of show it became then. Like, it became uh, newlyweds, only with monsters in it, uh, or the honeymooners, yeah. or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um, and then you had the people that are, like, vehemently against the shipping. Mm-hmm. I always like the... I was like... Um, I always felt like I was kind of like um, a Schrodinger shipper. I liked that the sexual tension was there. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to open the box, okay, so to speak. I, isn't that kind of how they've done it? Like how they yeah. played their hand. So I've been super, yeah. super happy. Okay, yeah, cool. I, I'm super happy seeing all these old faces. You know, yeah, like the the characters that I liked from the series have all pretty much come back. You've got Skinner, you got Smoking Man, you got obviously Fox and Dana. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. They've got a new guy coming in, 
Joel oh. McHale, who you're familiar with, sure. plays Tad O'Malley, who I can only assume is a, a bad stereotypical Irish wrestler. cop. Yeah. No, a wrestler. I a think, wrestler. Yeah. I think he's uh, – <laughs> you were talking earlier before the podcast about how jacked he got, so – I assume he's going to play some sort of superhero. Yeah, I was talking about notice, like, right? I, he's always been fit on Community. Like, that was one of the things. He's always had a good body and a handsome yeah. face. But in season five, he is, like, at least twice as big as he was. And I started, I was, we're talking about, like, is he trying to get, like, the Ryan Reynolds, like, hey, um, yeah. Marvel's going crazy. They're going to, like, spin off who knows what, Ant-Man. Like, why yeah. can't I be Ant-Man or something? Like, I, I feel like there's so many superhero things. Why can't I be the Iron Fist on Netflix? Why can't I be? Sure. And and his agent's like, well, dude, you know what? You got to get jacked. You I mean, that's what jacked. Ryan Reynolds did for Blade 3. Chris Pratt got jacked, yep. and now he's the Star-Lord. Yep. You know, Ryan Reynolds got jacked, and now he's fucking everybody. Green Lantern <laughs> and Deadpool and... He's playing them all. Yeah. So Joel McHale probably after that Marvel money got got jack and he, he got himself jacked. So all right. I wonder if his jackness will pull, will come into play. We'll see. Yeah, he's probably an Irish cop. I'm thinking he's like uh, he's like he's going to be the by the books FBI agent, or sure. maybe he's going to be because Krychek's not in this one. Do you know who Krychek is? I don't think so. He's like the dark Mulder. He was dark kind of like a, a mercenary agent of the syndicate. Or whatever they called themselves. Mm-hmm. He got in a big fist fight with Mulder. I'm pretty sure Mulder beat the huh. shit out of him in Fight the Future. Mulder and Anti-Mulder came together and it's the universe survived. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm. Do you know anything about the continuity of this? Like, So I read a rumor months ago that said that this 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 series is going to take into account the mo- like the both movies happened... But essentially, all the stuff about Mulder going away, and maybe he was dead, and then you had Robo, you, you had the Terminator, <laughs> Millennium, the guy, Liquid yeah. Metal Terminator, and and Mimi Rogers, and the, their adventures and all that. Um, that was going to be kind of retconned. Okay, good. But then good. I've I have not been able. I actually spent a about an hour trying to find so, so, some quote to substantiate that, and I could not. So it might have been my wishful uh, thinking. Okay, or. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, what is? I, it feels like even the fandoms, like they're not, they're kind of unsure what the canon status of of seasons eight or nine is. I didn't yeah. even see ha- half of season seven. Honestly, it's confusing. I was going with back the timeline I, of the movies. I recognized a lot of the stuff when I was reading the the plot summaries, but there's, I I, I could tell that I was really losing interest, and I start it stopped being appointment television. Yeah, I mean that was back in the days where you had to fucking program a VCR to record it. <laughs> right. Um, right. So I. It seemed like I started skipping episodes in season seven. I know for a fact I didn't see any in eight or nine. Okay, and I'm not going to. So I did if watch. You're looking for that kind of X Files fan podcast. This is this is not it. Yeah, I don't claim to have encyclopedic knowledge of the X Files by any means. I have a little bit of knowledge about the early going. I think I can hang with anybody. And seasons the one through six. Yeah, um, I might not know all the characters because that's the other thing. Is like I've not. I, I that that's all in the memory banks, but I haven't really actively thought about X Files in. Do you have like any seven years? Do you have favorite episodes? Because I've got a couple that are really good, like all the stuff with tombs that they did early on. The sure. Mole Man. My absolute favorite episodes are the fan servicey ones, and the ones that really okay. stand out in my mind are this episode. I believe is called Bad Blood, about the this kind of small town vampires. 
I think they did a couple of those. That that the like, Mulder and Scully. Well, the, the 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 funny thing about this was it set up as Mulder and Scully go down and investigate, but you hear they're giving a report. This controversy it's like Skinner's called him in the office and like, what the fuck? This is kind of bullshit. <laughs> to the FBI now I got the director up my you know like he does. Sure, sure. And well. they're giving their version of the report, and then it cuts to like you know a flashback sequence. But what's funny is like there's you, you become aware that there's subtle. Uh, influences of their point of view, like uh, when Scully describes the sheriff, he is he is in fact Luke Wilson, and he's a handsome Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. When Mulder describes him, and they flash back to his, this guy, he's got like buck teeth, he's got like, a dental appliance, he's got a bad haircut, maybe a lazy eye. He wow. talks like a, a an, an idiot. Um, and then there's this back and forth about who screwed up what, because I think the plot is this, this vampire, teenage vampire pizza delivery boy, roofies people's pizza, mm. so that he can sneak into their hotel room and, and drain some of their blood. And I think he tries to dr- drink them without killing them, although my memory is fuzzy. Okay. But what sticks out in my mind is like every once in a while it would jump cut out of their recollections to like an outraged Mulder in Skinner's office saying, I did not do that or something. <laughs> And it's just sure. It was funny. And there's another episode I can remember where they're investigating a haunted house at Christmas that was haunted by I know it was Ed Asner and I think it was Lily <laughs> Tomlin, although Wow. Okay. She doesn't seem old enough to be the role that I think she was. Um ah. but and these are two ghosts that try to lure young lovers to their mansion and then get them to commit suicide or kill each other. And hmm. it doesn't work on Mulder and Scully, but it's kind of like a lighthearted, you know, there are they young lovers and are they going to be able to see through it? And what does it mean that they do see through it? Does that mean they're not in, like, I, I like gotcha. that stuff where they really played with the fan expectations. Incorporates a little bit of the shipping too. Does. Yeah. And and I also liked, uh, of course, I also really like the monster of the week stuff, but I tend to yeah. gravitate towards the psychological ones. Like there's okay. this one episode I remember where there's these brother and sister who had the power kind of like Kilgrave in the latest Jessica Jones where they could suggest things to people and uh, they would have to obey Hmm. and I remember at the end the sister was killing the brother and he was lying in a hospital bed and she was like soothing him but like willing his heart to stop beating she was like saying man your heart's been beating for so many years and it's just so tired it's just it can't keep up and don't you just want to let and he was dying as she did and it's like really fucking creepy Hmm. Um, so I really liked, I, I like that. There's also a ghost story that took place in like a bowling alley where not the one from Mars where the, the, the face on Mars, uh, takes over the former Gemini astronaut. No. Causes him to do crazy things. Okay. No, this <laughs> one is, um, they, they established this thing as that when you are about to die, you can see previous victims of the thing that's murdering you or something, something like that. And um, they'd always see it's like you, you know, it's like the standard thing, like you're you're opening your medicine cabinet and you close it and then you'd look and you'd see this gray kind of ghost with a slit throat whispering something. And, and then you'd jump cut and turn around and it's gone. Mm-hmm. But they did that like really effectively. There's one ghost that was like mutilated and caught up in like the machinery of the, you know, the bowling alley. Like the thing <laughs> that, that like a bad the, the ball go. retriever and the pin uh-huh. setter like that. There was that there was. Um, and then at the end of the episode, because they were playing with the idea that Scully had cancer there's something wrong with her dying and at the very last scene as she looks in her rearview mirror and she sees the last murder victim whispering something to her and it's very creepy and you're like oh my god scully's gonna die she's gonna die yep 
uh, I like that <laughs> that that stuff. Like I remember being terrified as an adult man in my room, like in a dark room, thinking there's a ghost right side of my bed whispering something <laughs> to me. Uh, so I like that shit. The one the the kind of like spine tinglers more than the gross out stuff. My my absolute favorite is. I had to go look this up because I didn't think I watched much through season four, but I, I think I caught reruns of most of these things. Uh, but season four, episode two, called Home, which is the one where there's kind of this inbred family. There, there's like this baby they find discarded, uh, and it, it tracks back to this inbred family. And, and they're all mutated, mutilated. Yeah, I mean, like when I say inbred, up. I mean really fucking inbred. Yeah. Like, like so, chainsaw almost, massacre all, family kind of thing. Yeah, hills have eyes sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they have their mother underneath, yeah. like oh, hidden underneath the, the bed, bed yeah. and they're using her as like a breeding. It's it's really fucking terrifying sure. and horrible and grotesque. Yeah, that that's easily my favorite X Files episode. The other one that just sticks out my mind. Also, is- the first one to ever receive the viewer discretion warning. Oh, really? The first X Files episode. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other one I really liked is the genie episode. Have you seen that one? I don't where, think so. Where Fox finds a real life genie, uh-huh. and it's, it plays with the tropes of, you know, is he too smart? Is he too smart to wish for wishes and all this stuff? Well, you, like, I don't think you fall can into do that. the same. I think that's like a that's a tr- the the genie. It's kind of Robin Williams style Aladdin. Like, no, you just can't fucking do that. But at one point, I remember him. Try, he actually sits down, I think maybe even has the assistance of a lawyer to draft this statement <laughs> of what he wants for world peace. And it still gets fucked up. Sure. Like, the, yeah. you know, I think the way he defined it, like, essentially every person on the planet was removed because the only way you could actually have true peace and there, no there was only one like, person. Yeah, like everyone's gone. So he has to undo. But sure. I, that, that, that's the kind of. You always was, have to waste a wish on doing your previous wish. It was it was funny and it was there was still some horrific episode parts of it because there's also the monkey paw there's yeah. there's two things there's there's two people that the genie is servicing there's these two dumb fucks and there's Mulder and there's this whole thing where the, one of the wishes gets the other guy killed and then he wants him brought back to life but it's been like a week and the genie's like I you really sure this is what you want <laughs> and then the guy comes back and he just won't stop screaming oh, because he's a rotting corpse that's <laughs> had all of his bones broken and that's horrible there's this so there's like the funny stuff with Mulder trying to outwit this genie or yeah. Jin as she's called and then there's the kind of horror stuff so I don't know. I like. I I hope that there is at least one kind of fan servicey episode in this six run. Yeah, it's a short run. Because I've heard uh, that the other thing the rumor is is it's balanced pretty well with myth. There's like three myth arc, three monster of the week episodes. Huh. Okay. With such a short run, I I expected I guess more of a mythology uh, yeah. based show. But I, I've also read like I I watched the the trailer for it, and it seems like the interesting question is like what does an X file show look like with all of the surveillance and communication technologies that we have now yeah like that fundamentally changes a lot of this stuff right uh Uh, so i guess they're gonna kind of deal with that at least touch on it because there's like this tone of surveillance state sort of stuff um coming from Mulder in the early goings uh, of that trailer Hmm. definitely aliens are gonna be a part of it so yeah if you're excited about that portion of the x-files i think you'll be happy and they're gonna deal with Mulder and scully's relationship so I think they're hitting all the right notes. Good for but, for all of the different fan groups. And for you know? my part, I wouldn't mind them to bring back the X Files once a year for six. I I 
I think I read an interview where David Duchovny is like, I'm too old to do 24 episodes. And I think that's also one of the big huh. weaknesses. You okay. know, The X-Files is like this missing link in the fossil <clears throat> evidence because it's one of those 22 to 24 episode runs. So mm-hmm. it's like way too much fucking story that you got to fill. Yeah. Um, but also it has this blended – it's not exactly a procedural. Mm-hmm. And it's not exactly a serialized form of fiction. It's got both elements blended in. So you can see, like, how this bridged the gap from the stuff that came before into, like, you know, Breaking Bad or Mad Men, which is all serialized fiction. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see it come back on a, a six or so episode basis. And also, I would hope that they have an end game in mind. Yeah. Like, at some point, they need to wrap up this alien arc and then come up with something new if they want to keep going. Or just eventually, like, is David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson going to do this in their 60s? I don't, that's a good question. They're in the mid to late 40s right now. Yeah. And so, what does is, what is Fox expect out of this, right? Do they expect the numbers that the X-Files once did? Because that could be a fool's errand, you know? I also think it'd be cool if they, like, every alternated years, like, next year is going to be another run of 24, or 12, or whatever they call it. Okay. And then next year is the X-Files. And, that, and like, really give them time to come up with something interesting and relevant and new. Because uh, I... I think you can do that every year with six-episode runs. Sure. Like, I, I worry that, like, spacing them out two years each would, would make them even more apparent the age of these characters. Like, huh. Kiefer Sutherland's no spring chicken either. Sure. Like, you have him running around doing his action shit once every two years. I guess that's true. You only get a couple seasons out of that, and then he's 90. I guess that's true. I don't know. I feel like that... Also, he's not the healthiest guy in the world. He's got he's got issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Maybe that's what they need to do. They need to come back with 20... They just need six-episode mini, mini season. Really tight, no fat, very relevant. Yeah. Because I, mean, I enjoyed 24 for what it was when it came sure. back. I mean, we yeah. did... It was we got, fun. We got full podcast coverage. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. And if that's all X-Files is, and I'll be happy with it. But I'm honestly hoping for a little bit more focus. And, and I hope that I walk away after watching six more hours of the X-Files knowing more definitively about the world. Because yeah. that's what really got frustrating is being felt like you're on a plot treadmill where you found that new revelations. But what did you really know? Yeah, that's that's interesting because it kind of treads this line between like we don't want to take this into a fictional universe where everyone knows that aliens exist and that's just out there, right? Sure. But they also want to delve into that from from Mulder's point of view. Mm-hmm. Like how how much of a continuing plot arc can you have when all of these fucking incredible things are happening but you don't want to go into the fictional universe aspect? Yeah. Yeah. Like the public has to become aware at some point. Yeah, and the fact of the that, things that Mulder has seen. And also, it's like it got a little tiresome to have this w- powerful, multinational, wealthy, politically connected conspiracy that was also afraid of Fox Mulder. Right. Like, they've reopened and, and the X-Files. Him, like... Oh, no! They're going to catch <laughs> on to our pizza-slinging vampire conspiracy. Like, uh-huh. I, you're running a base that's, in fact, an alien installation in the North fucking Pole. How are you... F- or maybe as a South Pole, come to think of it. How are you yeah. afraid of Fox Mulder that everyone thinks is a, f- a dildo, officially, <laughs> and his disgraced coroner quasi-girlfriend? Like, And why not just kill them? Yes! If you're that afraid of them, get There's rid of them. too much light on them. 
There's too much attention. <laughs> yeah, that was always the tightrope that never felt like needed to be walked. Yeah, seriously, he's fighting a life and death struggle. He and she is fighting a life and death struggle with leech monsters on a monthly bit, but like uh-huh. a mysterious death would be completely unexplained. Right. No, you just you just put your thumb on the scale in favor of the leech monster one week and they're done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> There's no such thing as aliens, but leech monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah they sure. got they got Mulder. What can we do? Like you know, he's investigating <laughs> a strange exsanguination, and he turns up exsanguinated. That seems yeah. like open and shut. You don't need the. I mean, really, the most implausible thing about the X Files is that Mulder could have survived all of those monster of the week encounters. Sure. I mean, they they do make him like a very. I mean, I, I like that the characters are intelligent in different ways, and I also thought yeah. that. I, I I really liked um, Agent Scully too, and her, her unwavering skepticism. Some would say unreasonable skepticism. Uh, <laughs> sure. by, by the time everything's all said and Given done, what she's seen. But mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of women that said that they got into uh, one of my one of my best friends got into psychology um, because of being impressed as a teenage girl with Dana Mul- uh, Scully. Totally Dana understandable. Mulder. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? The shipper in me got 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 uh, gained control. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe she's changed her name at this point. No, but I I I think that she that's an interesting character, and I like the dichotomy of kind of like it's the you know Jack and Locke, the man of science, man of faith, or this would be a woman yeah. of science, man of faith, uh-huh. kind of aspect. Like Mulder's too credulous, and she's too skeptic, but it kind of works when you put them together. I'm trying to remain very scully about this show. Like I don't want to get too hyped up without well, let me any set evidence. your expectations because I just read an re- okay. early review from the AV Club this morning, and they said that the first episode is underwhelming. Okay, and I don't then, always I agree with the, the AV Club. Three. I get for it for sure, but I'm just saying like I like I like reviews that lower my expectations because I tend to be have better luck being pleasantly surprised than overhyped and disappointed. Mm-hmm. But to like you just realize that this show has to bear the brunt. This first episode has to bear the brunt of exposition, of background, of catching everyone up, of like, you know, it's it's been yeah. 2008 since X-Files was relevant in any way. So there's a lot of uphill climb to do that. Mm-hmm. But then I think they've seen the first three and they seem to be overall pleased. But they're like, if you are a full throttle X-Files fan and you got your I want to believe poster in the background, just beware that this first episode might not necessarily be aimed at you. Yeah, I, I and those people that have been marathoning the whole season and like catching up on all the myth arc episodes might be yeah, in yeah. fact frustrated with the hand holding that goes on. So yeah, I can understand that. Sure, you know they've got to reintroduce people to the X Files. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be fairly forgiving on that that first episode. Same, same me. So and I'm, I'm going but in I, I prefer... ex- expecting this to be a set piece building, world yeah. building, catching up episode. And there's a lot to cover, right? There's the sure. mythology. There's the relationship between Dana and Fox, who've gotten, who has gotten complicated. Mm-hmm. Like they have a lot of baggage in history. Uh, but I, I prefer to go into these things like not really giving much credence to what people say about it. Sure, I just want to experience it, see what I think about it, and go from there. Ideally, I go into everything expecting it to suck. <laughs> and then being, I find out that I enjoy my enjoyment is is better when. Uh, okay. You know, it's Exhibit A, Star Wars Episode Seven. Sure. I went in there with a very cynical a- attitude and and had my my frown turned upside down. So I'm going to go in here thinking that it's going to be another uh, tease and going to be left unsatisfied. And I mean, you should watch the second movie then. 
Because <laughs> that'll really set your expectations where you want them. <laughs> no, no. And I, I, have a, I actually suspect that I will enjoy, as I'm, I'm going to watch that before the weekend, I suspected that I'm going to enjoy I Want to Believe. Okay. Because from what you said about it centering on their relationship, like that's meat, that's that's my bread and butter, my meat and potatoes, my, you know, general so and white rice. It's just like, yeah. I, I, that's that's what I like to eat. I'd say it's equal parts Monster of the Week and and Dana Fox relationship stuff. All right. I like all that stuff. In fact, I okay. can say I feel... Maybe you'll like it better than I I'm, did. I, I feel like anytime black oils or bee stings are deployed in this, I'm going to get a little... My eyes are going to narrow. My arms are going to cross. <laughs> That's what I want. I've That's what really, I'm looking for. I've really been burnt hard on yeah. that stuff. Understandable. It's kind of like, I don't know how things went with the smoke monster, but like imagine like season four and smoke monster shows up. It's a lot different than season one lost from the smoke monster. It's like, oh, this fucking guy again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I well, speak I, of which I do not know. I think that's uh that's good for the preview cast. Uh, we've, we've talked enough about it. We'll see it on Sunday. Sunday at a, 9 p.m. We need an I think. email. I think uh, just X-Files. No dash. Just X Files one X-Files, word. X Files no dash. You okay. know what? I, I as I usually do, I will put the dash in there. I'll have it as an alias because with the dash, okay, sure. w- whatever you want. But the don't put the on. Don't it. Don't put the for fuck's sake. Although, don't put I'll the. I'll probably put the on there as well. <laughs> oh god, as the alias. But yeah, the official is going to be X Files no dash because we're all lazy. Who wants to do that dash shit? At baldmove.com. Yep. If you want to send feedback and another great place to discuss, it's going to be the forums. Forums.baldmove.com. Uh, Absolutely. We'll have, uh, by the time you hear this, we'll have a uh, forum room set up just to discuss the X-Files. Sure. Uh, so we'll be back, I guess, Tuesday? Yeah, with, it comes out on Monday. So, so here's episode. the other thing is it's going to be a double premiere. So they're going to have the episode, the way I understand it, I could be wrong and we could we could have a, a much busier Tuesday than I'm thinking. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like they did Better Call Saul last year. Yeah. Debuts Sunday night. Also has another show on Monday. Which is the second episode. Which is the second episode, which means we'll, like we did on Better Call Saul last year, we will have the full coverage episode one release on Tuesday, and then full coverage episode two release on Wednesday. If they do it doubled up on Sunday night, then we'll just have a supersized episode that covers them both on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. But I think from what I've heard, it's going to be a Sunday-Monday deal. So we'll have Tuesday-Wednesday release. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll definitely to... update you on Tuesday because we'll know by then. Sure, and it's also it'll be well, you, and and and, then... and you'll know by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I think then it's going to be just Tuesdays from there on out. It, yeah, one a week. Night. Sure. Okay, that that sounds good. Uh, we'll see everybody on Tuesday for for the first episode, first two episodes maybe. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Bye. <laughs>